A one, two, three, four. Welcome to Spoils of Akron. 2017. Two Kevins in the house. Both artists. Spoils of Akron, the Spoils of Akron podcast. Hi, Chris. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Liz. <gasps> this is our first show of 2017. What? 2017 sad. sounds so futuristic. I know it does. Like it really, I really does. It's like by Space now. Odyssey futuristic. Right. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, after all the uh, ups and downs of 2016, I really didn't know if we would have a show this year. I didn't know I if didn't I'd know. live through exactly. 2016. That's, yeah, that's what I'm inferring. I didn't really know if any of us would make it to this year, um, physically speaking, mentally speaking. Because I heard Star Wars fans were next. Whoa. <laughs> well, that would be Ryan. I know. The Poor ghost Ryan. of Ryan. He's not here today. But who is here today? We have two local artists, both named Kevin. Uh, Kevin Richards. Dun, 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 dun. Hello. Hello. And Kevin Smalley. Hi there. Hello. And they have a show together right now at the Mustard Seed Market out in Montrose. And I want you guys to talk about it. I don't know a whole lot about your work, Mr. Kevin Smalley. I know quite a bit about Mr. Kevin Richards because I've done some projects with him and I'm a big fan of what he does. And he's just one of those, holy cow, multi-talented dudes here in Akron. Uh, not unlike yourself, Chris Miller. But you were the brilliant man who plugged these guys in today. So have you seen their show? Do you know what it's about? Absolutely, yeah. It's a, um, it's a real interesting combination. We, I did an article on it for the Akronist in a video. Um, Kevin Smalley I've known for about a year or two who does really, uh, really eye-catching uh, abstract work. And he mostly works in black and white, but this particular exhibit is, is color. Um, and it's, a, it's almost like a, a surrealist cartoonish type of uh, feel, but you know, I'll let him describe it more. Kevin Richards I've known, I met him when he promoted, he was doing promotions for Farm and Flea or doing some of the organizational back-end yep. stuff, and you know, you Liz was nice enough to bring my band in, and, I, and I'm like, this is a really nice guy. Super nice. Really great to work with, and I realized he's a DJ, he's a photographer, he's an artist, so very multifaceted dude. No, yeah, to lather it on a little thicker. He's super talented, but <laughs> yes. you, are, you are super nice and oh, thank you. and super fresh. Like he's got just like he's he always looks really fresh. He he's got this really cool attitude. But I shower regularly. But just to be nice, that's always a plus. <laughs> you are I'm still striving. I for smell that. nothing, so you're you're telling the truth. I suspect. Well, thank you guys for showering for us today. <laughs> no and problem. Thank, and thank you for being here. Was this your first show together? Yeah, it was. We actually met through Jessica Loftus, and she... A local um, painter, right? Yeah, a local painter, yeah. And she puts together the shows for the Mustard Seed and some other galleries as well around town. And we just met um, through her and, and instantly clicked, you know. Um, I, I came there kind of with an idea for a show in mind, and then, you know, Kevin Smalley and myself, we just decided to work together on that just to put a show together just for that space. Does anyone ever just call you Smalley because it's such an, to me, obvious nickname and such a cool thing to just be like, hey, what's up, Smalley? Oh, yeah, Smalley, um, Smalls. K-Smalls. K-Smalls. <laughs> you know, I think the Sandlot was a big inspiration for my youth. A lot of people called me Smalls. And then Biggie Smalls. I love it. Biggie Smalls. <laughs> I love it's it. I love it's it. a compliment, honestly. I meant it as one. It's a fun name to play with. Um, there, are there are much worse names you could have ended up with, so... I hope you liked it growing up and still like it. Um, what about you? What is uh, the art that Chris was describing? I really like abstract art. What is it that made you do color this time? Well, you know, the most simple answer to that question would just be Jessica Loftus kicking me in the butt and being okay. like, because she curated the show and she gave us an idea of um, the style or just an, an overall aesthetic she would like. And uh, she, the first thing she said was color. And... Um, and I do love working in color, but I love working in black and white just because it's very focused. It's very, it really takes you to the rudiment of drawing. Like you only got black, you only got white. It really, you play with value. But the color was just, honestly, just inspired by Jessica. And um, yeah, it was, it was a wonderful way to work. Well, and she's a very colorful person. She's a colorful personality. I've met her, and she does very, very, very colorful paintings and murals herself. So she does. she's just, you know, I can just see her like being like, bring influencing people with her color. Truly. Yeah. Um, how did you guys 
as far as the show together? Did you collaborate? How did you work together? Or is it simply showing your two distinct art forms at the same show? So basically, the, the quick story about the show is I had this imagery of like birds, like specifically hawks, that had been, like I had seen them constantly throughout this year. And, and so that made me think about, hey, um, you know, what, what would their perspective of like the world be for us? Like I feel like they're kind of closer to the universe, like in the spiritual realm, that kind of thing. Oh, this so, is so how an artist thinks. So, so my idea was like, okay, <laughs> I, love it. I had an idea and I talked to Kevin about it. I'm like, why don't we collaborate in our own mediums and like kind of, you know, try to take people there to like almost like an alternate universe or how perhaps maybe someone the, that had passed away or something like that, like how they would see the world. Because to me, it would be, you know, more beautiful, vivid imagery, like beautiful colors and things that we could choose to see. But I feel like a lot of people don't tend to look at the world that way. And that's kind of, you know, the concept that we worked on together. And we said, hey, let's fill this space with, you know, this idea and, and like just run with it and see what happens. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, when Kevin and I first, uh, we, after we got together with Jessica, we had our, our, our own personal meeting and we just kind of shot um, ideas and um, words back to each other. And yeah, Kevin's idea of Up Above was really interesting. And what's cool is, is even though we didn't necessarily collaborate, we didn't look at each other's work beforehand. We both kind of just took the idea and interpreted it in our own way. So like for me, Up Above... Um, and that's, I'm sorry, listeners, that's the name of the show, is Up Above. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. And and there's lots of ways to perceive it. Um, Richards was just kind of saying, like, going into the spiritual realm and looking down on um, our reality in a different perspective. And I kind of took that and um, let it inspire my work. And what I did was, is I, if you look at my works up at the mustard seed, everything is sort of aerial. They're abstractions, but they're also landscapes at the same time. And sometimes you'll see houses. I'll tuck little houses in the abstractions kind of to let the viewer know that if they don't know what they're looking at, they see that house. They're like, oh, this is a hill. This is a landscape. These are clouds. So that kind of like helps influence the viewer of like what they're looking at. And actually for me, there's two bodies of work. In the back room of the mustard seed, there's big four foot by four foot paintings. And those are yours also? Yeah. Okay. Um, Kev, Huge. Yeah, Richards has some work back there. There's a couple other sizes, but those works are just pure abstraction landscapes. But if you go into the front room where the cafe is and the seats are, I did some smaller works that are abstracted, but they're also more illustrated. There's very um, obvious hills with um, houses on them. And I kind of, I love this house on the hill sort of visual it's been something that's been with me for years it's something i draw when i'm bored and i'm just at home or i'm at a party and i need to kind of relax it's sort of this symbol of peace and serenity and i kind of let that um bleed into the up above idea very cool it it works well with an aerial perspective of landscapes so something you've been playing with for years just happened to fit in very well i think Exactly. Yeah. And one thing I, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing I I uh, thought about when looking at both both of your bodies of work, I guess, or the the work that's submitted for this particular exhibit, is Kevin Smalley's uh, paintings evoke a lot of motion and a lot of sometimes almost a frenetic feeling of motion with some of the some. And this is just my opinion. Um, I don't know if I'm on or <laughs> off. And Kevin Richards' work evokes a lot of stillness and a lot of peacefulness. You know, you have like clouds, shots of clouds, and um, and, and and looking about, you know, looking up. So I think they they're like a yin and yang to complement each other well because they're different. To me, they they give me the feeling of different types of movement. One's a lot of movement, and one is is stillness and peacefulness, and it's they kind of complement each other. I think in that regard. I don't know if that's true or not. That's a great way to explain it, definitely. And Kevin Richards, um, to let the listeners know, your medium is photography. Yes, that's correct. And for this show, you know, typically for me, I shoot a lot of film. I'm more of a traditionalist. I really don't mess around with like a lot of different, like you know, Photoshop a lot, like little tweaks here and there, there, and that's about it. Um, But for this show, I specifically wanted to exploit color and images and add layers and make like create a different world which was entirely different for me. So, um, yeah, I work primarily with photography, and that's kind of, you know, what I put together for the show. <gasps> Speaking of pictures, sorry. <clears throat> sorry. Speaking of, I got one of those cute little Fuji Polaroid deals for Christmas. <laughs> God, I should have brought What's it to me and played nice. with you guys. 
Oh, the, it's such insects, a good toy. The insects. Yeah, those are great. It's such a good toy. Is it a real Polaroid? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a modern version of the old school. Have you seen them? They make smaller I have prints. Like, it's little rectangular versions, not the traditional square ones. But, I, I, you know, I've got, I have numerous cameras, and I've played with photography for years and not in recent years. So Jason got me this for Christmas thinking it'd be fun. And honestly, I opened it, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. It, I mean, I was, like, such <laughs> a not cool person. But, I mean, I wasn't rude. I was just like, okay, Sorry, cool. Jason. And then I started playing with it, and I can't put it down. Like, I'm surprised I don't have it here with me today. I, I know, my poor Jason. <laughs> and now I'm just like camera happy all over again that's a, that's a tour that's how it is too even for me I got into instant photography which is like the one form of photography I never played with um, about maybe two years ago and it's the same way where I kind of you know I shoot with some old Polaroid cameras and things like that and it's just fun and nostalgic and it's just it's a different experience entirely yeah you know Arnie right yes okay so Arnie we're referring to Arnold Tunstall he is now the gallery director of the Emily Davis gallery at the University of Akron full call and full call baby represent and when I went there, we both went there. Yep. Probably at the same time, we just didn't know it. Yep. Uh, so when or I was we? there, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> uh, we, I met Arnie that way, and then I was interning at the art museum, and he worked there. But in any case, um, he was one of my photography professors. I only took photo one, photo two, and he was my photo two teacher because I was really an art history major, right? So I took a couple photography classes, and um, in photo two. To what you know, going back to what you were saying, he had us play with tons of old cameras at one point. Oh, really? Like if you know, he'd send us to like estate sales or you know, garage sales or just dig them up out of parents' basements and grandparents' like little toy plastic ones, so that you would get that experience of how different photography can be through different devices, play with different papers when you're printing, all that fun stuff. So that sort of experimentation was really cool, and so I owe it to him that I, like I kind of know what you're talking about a little bit, but. You know, credit to Jason who just walked in. I have a new a new camera toy, and I'm a little juiced about it. You guys seem, you know, why? Because it's a Polaroid, and it's got that immediacy factor. Yeah, and definitely. I, I'm obviously a very hyper kind of. But it's also <laughs> person. It's oh, also, what? I can have this now. <laughs> and and you can't change it. You can't edit it. And it's and it's nostalgic. Like in this also, digital era, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's very nostalgic and very personal too. So it's how fun is that? Like you take a picture of you know you were Chris or, or Kev. And just give it to them. It's yeah. a gift, and you're, yes. you're not doing anything with it. You're not, you know, like scanning it or doing anything with it. It's like a personal gift. Right then and there. Right yeah. then and there. It's I, the only version of it. Yes. You know, rather than in digital yeah. media, it's it's replicated, can be replicated millions of times. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. So it's funny that there's so much more to that. All those things. You know, just the idea that you can't do uh, what you're used to doing now, and um, that exactly the gift factor. It was really cool at you know, holiday functions, New Year's Eve. What did you guys do as artists for New Year's Eve? Are you like, man, I just want to sit in my room by myself and draw? Like, <laughs> artists can be really deep, right? Yeah. Or did you go out and get blasted? <laughs> it's one or the it's other. Either, either the well, two, you, nothing you know. in between. The truth, the truth can kill you here. I actually, I just hung out with my family. I had to work. Um, I did a photo shoot in Cleveland, uh, um, working for a chef in Cleveland, and I got home around maybe 9.30, and I just hung out with my family. So we just kind of hung out, you know. Did the kids did, make it to midnight? My daughter did, yes. Nice. Um, we did the whole, you know, rockin' New Year's Eve thing. We saw the Mariah Carey hot mess, which was fantastic. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for I her. I heard about that. Um, the year couldn't have ended any more appropriately. I don't know what you're it talking was, about. I mean, it just, you said Mariah Carey hot mess, and that made sense in so many ways. But what happened? Not, not, not with, like, makeup or lipstick or anything. But, no, she just basically, I think... I was they like, was it a, a Janet check. Jackson moment? They, what happened? They didn't do a sound check, and she just ended up like, she just like didn't sing. She just basically like walked around and <laughs> did nothing, and the, the track was playing behind her. The dancers were going the whole time, and she's just like, you know, blowing it off like, yeah, whatever. She, she claims she great. couldn't hear it in her monitor, in her ear monitor, and the Dick Clark production, they said, no, we, we've got our stuff together. We do this every year, and, and she was deflecting, probably, and then you realize when she doesn't sing how much of her vocals are backing tracks, and oh, yeah. are, she's singing along to herself, which is further embarrassment, I think, to a singer, honestly. I mean, I know we're well, in the days sure. of auto-tune, and 
backing tracks and all that. But some of those high notes, some of those high notes she probably hasn't hit by herself in like 10 years. It's almost like what she did was never happened. was just, you know. It kind of, yeah, I feel like we needed that. That was a great All lost to in that, that moment. Yeah, it was appropriate. <laughs> no, that's yeah. so sad. That's sad. No, she, just, she was like a crush for me when I was no, younger. That's, that's you why know? I'm like joking. Wow. It's like someone can be so really? talented and hit all those high notes and <laughs> have like amazing. I mean, I'm sorry. Even if you're not a fan of someone's music or a mm-hmm. fan of the style of a particular music, People, these people are famous for a reason. They have like sensational voices and sure. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's funny. I was joking. It's almost like, oh, since she was obviously lip syncing and whatever, it's like she had no talent at all. It's like her talent never existed. None of those songs that made her millions and had gold records mattered at all. But no, of course not. Like, it's like when George Michael died. Like, he was uh, not somebody everybody thinks about every day, but oh my gosh, so talented and so, you know. Uh, I was describing him last week as like an icon in um, the homosexual community and the, the things that he pushed in that regard and, and just all that stuff that nobody really appreciates until someone passes away. So if Mariah Carey dies tomorrow, Kevin Richards, you're going to feel really bad. I don't, I don't know. I mean, George, <laughs> That's the moral point, of that story. To your point, George Michael was a beautiful man with, you know, which... He was a beautiful man. But he, had, you know, and he was, struggling, he was struggling for that his whole life, you know, like to, for acceptance and things. It's very yeah. sad. Where Mariah Carey is a diva. She is a diva. So, mm. I mean, I, I, I yeah. wish her the best. D- George Michael <laughs> pushed social boundaries. Correct. She hasn't. She's just enjoyed, basked in her divadom. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's very beautiful. I mean, and, and, and I, feel like, I feel like right lately she's re- really been, like, provocative in how she dresses, too. You know what? She would probably <laughs> look at each of you and slap you in the face with her eyes and or say, you know what? Else. She might have or been one of them. You know, she was, uh, uh, I think she's, is she not biracial? I believe she is, but she to that I'm point sure that you just mentioned, Chris, some boundaries. she was wearing basically like like a get up a pantyhose. It her, looked like this. Her this boobs had pushed kind of. some boundaries. <laughs> so her so, chest is pushing boundaries still. So moving on, uh, Kevin Smalley <laughs> did something really interesting on New Year's Eve. Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, I uh, I was uh, hired by Downtown Akron Partnership this year to um, <gasps> do a live painting performance for um, First Night Akron. So my night was spent inside of a. a I saw you. Did you? I didn't know it was you at the time. Uh, yeah. I was turned around, so you, you might were not in, saw my face. You were in the storefront right next to Apothecary on Mill uh, Street? On Mill Street, yeah. I saw you. I walked right by you. Yeah, we saw you. Awesome. Yeah, D- um, DAP had this great idea. Uh, actually, it was their idea. Um, I've been doing live painting a lot this year. I've done. Uh, I've been sponsored by Arts Now um, to do different events around the city. I did Sounds of Akron at EJ Thomas, and I've done some... Uh, I did an Akron Community Foundation event at the Red Cross on uh, Market Street and uh, also at the Cashmere Cricket. But, um, yeah, uh, DAP was just like, hey, like, we have this idea. We want to call it the Kevin Smalley Experience. And I was just like, you know what? I'll go with it. I don't mind that name. That's cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, um, they kind of just let the reins go, and I just took the empty um, – what would you call it? What's that called? Like a storefront? Yeah, empty storefront. Thank you, Kevin. Like you experience? <laughs> yeah. Um, I went in there and... Kevin's uh, like, I do what I can. <laughs> sometimes words elude me. But um, yeah, I just took so many... I took a lot of props and pieces from my home studio, and I kind of set it all up and lit it really cool, and I just did um, paintings, uh, mostly in black and white. And uh, it was great. It was a lo- it was a lot of fun to be inside of a closed space and having people watch you, you know. Because like a lot of times when I do live painting, people come up to me, tap me on the shoulder, and they're like, "Oh, like this is just so great. What are you doing? And like, can you draw this?" And it was kind of cool just to be isolated, but also um, displayed. So you were kind of like a, a mannequin that was moving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or 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 because you were like there was a like, glass. You know, window in front of you, and you're in this little box space, and like, did kind of feel like a gerbil or a hamster. Like, I want to no, he, like, he's that sad put, polar like, bear in that Korean <laughs> mall or whatever, right? Or the Chinese mall. <laughs> I, I, I can't even watch that video. It, it oh, it's wait, what? what? Oh, so people what? could watch yeah, you? But the, no, some, I don't want to know if it's some sad about mall with this polar no, bear. No, that's like, I don't want to know. Wait, wait, is it wait. sad? So people could watch you, but they couldn't interact with you, right? Right. So your back, your back was facing the window, and sometimes I would turn around because I had all my supplies at the window. It's kind of like the zoo. It's kind of like it the is. zoo. Yeah. yeah. It is. But you know what? That's why I'm saying. 
like a little animal. You need cedar chips and like a little, a little uh, this water is the, bowl the, uh, and some uh, lettuce. Almost extinct some... species of the artist. Oh my! You know what? This this it. conversation is like really inspiring. Like a future idea for window An displays. An installation. See? Yeah, I love, it. I love it. Because my my first reaction, because I didn't have a lot of time, was like, all right, make it a studio. You yeah. know, and then so people are kind of peeking into my little world. But I did have some mannequin heads set up to kind of <laughs> as an homage to the traditional uh, storefront window. But I would, have, um, I would have kind of felt dirty watching you, like I wasn't supposed to be watching you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> This, no, is, it, this is Jason, by the way, not to be rude and interrupt, but he's hi, the Jason. one that did these paintings that you were saying you like. Oh, Jason, these are amazing. And this is Kevin. He does, he does black and white art, too. Yeah, I was watching you for a little bit. Awesome. Cool. Well, we, we should all hook up and talk art later. He's, he loves that stuff. So. I would love that, too. Bye. Bye, Jason. Jason. Well, that's um, super cool. Yeah. How many more, or what's the next Kevin Smalley experience that people can look forward to? Is this like planned throughout the year now. Are you, you know? experienced, Kevin? I, I How am, can people experience you best? I'm experienced now after first night, that's for sure. <laughs> um, no, actually, it's uh, the live painting that I've done um, for t during 2000, 2016 has like really inspired me to think, because a lot of th those jobs just kind of came to me, like um, Nicole Mullet from Arts Now was like, hey, Kevin, Ugh. can you do this? We hate her. Um, I'm and just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, kidding. We love her. And then um, we uh, love her. The, the new kind of organization, Collide Cuyahoga Falls, because I live in Cuyahoga Falls, they came to me to sure. do an event. Matt and Heather? So, yeah. And then I kind of reached out to DAP, even though they gave me the overall idea. But I, yeah, I think now I'm going to take the initiative to like, like pitch the show and like like you said come up with different ideas i'm in a hamster cage yeah or come right. up with all these interesting like um social like yeah. remarks oh my and gosh. ideas kevin my art. ideas please please they, they never stop so like okay you painting in the mid and, and there's like 20 naked people packed in there with you or, and you're painting in the midst of it and they're just all spinning around for, are you like, gonna volunteer or <laughs> painting yes. painting with no pants these are the types of things, painting with no pants the pantsless painter of Akron oh my but these are the Everyone's crazy gotta thoughts. Everyone's got to have a gimmick, right? These right. are the crazy thoughts I used to have when I was in school. And, like, I always had this idea, for whatever reason, of um, live people installation art. You know, I don't know if you want to... I didn't think of it ever as performance art because that's not how I meant it. But um, maybe someone would label it that. But basically, I, the idea of people being on display... Are, are you a fan of Spencer Tunick's sure. work? Yeah, so he, he really does that. Do you know Shane Wynn was in one yeah, of his pictures? Yes, I do. Oh, my gosh. Speaking were, were you looking at the pictures trying to look for her? No. no. <laughs> I, I haven't seen There's any of his There's a documentary work. about it and some Do you know Shane Wynn? Do you guys know yep. both of yep. Shane Wynn, local uh, photographer? I, um, so she's crazy, but she's awesome. <laughs> Wait, what were we talking about earlier? Something made me think of her. Oh, something about the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. I can't remember if it was something we talked about on the show or before, but if I think of it, um, darn it, darn it, darn it. It'll come to me. It's something about her daughter. So in any case, just we're going to edit that last 20 seconds out. <laughs> I just decided. But <laughs> in any case, um, yeah, I love the idea of uh, weirdness and people on display sort of thing. So if you ever want to collaborate and just, and I'll recruit people for you if you yes. need them, that sort of stuff. Because when I was um, a photography student, that was this... Uh, really fun thing for me was to go around and ask people, sort of experimentally speaking in a social sense, to do things that they wouldn't normally do, to do sort of unconventional things, and get in, in, get in school, garbage cans, and I would photograph them. In art school, it's easy to get people to do that, but in like the rest of the no, world, people are like, what? Kevin, <laughs> I'm talking about the rest of the world. Oh, okay. I, was, I would go out into society, I'd go out into the city or wherever, and ask people, to, to complete strangers on the street, to do things, and I would photograph them doing it. I love it. I do that a lot, That's too. That's cool. But yeah, it's, it was fun. It was fun because I got something out of it, and I liked, part of what I got out of it was that they got something out of it. They yeah. would end up saying, like, man, that's really cool. I'm glad you asked me to do that. You gave, Can I get a copy? Yeah, you gave them an experience that they wouldn't, you know, normally that, have the opportunity to do. Yeah, the, I always got a little me in the trash. <laughs> 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 I did, dude. I put people in car washes, like, with no car. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. I, I did a naked, a nude series, for sure. Beautiful. You know, speaking of experiences, I think that's one of the things I like most about it. Like, yeah, I'm on display, and it's sort of an installation, but... I think what initially inspired me even doing live painting and drawing is that I'm showing people my process because my process is like I just 
I'll just take ink and I just start scribbling and then I start um, working on it more and more and it becomes more and more layered and then it kind of becomes something. Um, so I think just sharing the experience, showing people like, hey, like art is fun, art is playful, art can be quick. And uh, just because you're doodling on a page, you know, in your notebook at home, whatever age you are, like that doesn't mean it's not art. Like, because that's basically all that I'm doing. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, I think it's important to share that idea with people because so many people I meet, young and old, because um, I give art lessons sometimes. And uh, people are just so afraid of their scribbles and they're just so afraid of their work and they don't think it's, um, they don't think it's important. They don't think it's correct. They don't think they need to be, they think they need to be educated, but really you just scribble and it's, it's all about acceptance. You know? Right. Accepted. And often the biggest barrier is ourselves. Yes. You Truly. know, we, we, uh, I spent six years teaching media classes to just anybody who walked in the door in journalism, citizen journalism at the library and at the Beacon Journal. And I would often tell people, you know, the, the, the biggest obstacle you're going to have to overcome is your own uh, inhibitions because, mm. you know, I like how you make art accessible like that. You show people it's, it's not that difficult. You know, here, here's how I do it. And you, you as well can. So, I mean, I think that's that's awesome. You know, I, I think what about art in general, it's like we, we got to let people know that it, anybody can do this, you know. We have varying levels of skill, of course, but mm-hmm. anybody can do something yeah, to be the, proud of. Yeah, the best way to do things a lot of times is not to talk about it, but just to lead by example, right. you know. And that's what I – I'm not trying to create like an art army or anything and try to <laughs> – put out propaganda like this is how you make art like but i just want people to That's see part that of the kevin smalley experience <laughs> yeah. like underneath the it all army. Army. <laughs> Join the army. there's subliminal messaging in the doodles i, I kind of <laughs> like that i mean you could run with that as an art project in and it, of itself or you can, you it's can really make, the modern day nazi propaganda you can have your army can, we can, are recruiting we need you your army follow make, me akron <laughs> They could all be wearing like white get-ups like a painter and you could paint them all and they would just follow you around town. Not that Nazis are funny. Yes. I don't want to get any emails. Without okay? pants. <laughs> don't be sensitive. Nazis without pants. <laughs> Pantsless Nazis. Um, <laughs> do you guys see yourselves working together again in the future? It seems like it. Yeah, yeah we do. That's like one of the first things. That's what, We talked about that at the opening. We were just like, oh, like, man, this has been such a great experience. And, and <laughs> the Smalley experience? <laughs> the Kevin experience, yes. really. You know? you, I mean, honestly, when I first met you, you had me at Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I know. Like, it's so cool to meet. It's always cool to meet people with the same name as you. And that doesn't happen for me often. So meeting, like, someone like you, like Kevin, like... I know. And I you was, being an artist. No, you're acting like Kevin I, I is thought, such an uncommon name. I thought to myself, <laughs> this is such a beautiful man with such I've a I've never met a name. Kevin before. <laughs> That's not even... I'm very sheltered. <laughs> I only come out when I'm asked to. Wow. Gerbil. Gerbil cage. Hey, Gerbil now. cage. He's let out of his art cage. <laughs> so... Okay, I want to talk about your multi-talentedness, Kevin Richards. Sure. You are a photographer, as we mentioned, yes. but you are also a crazy good DJ. Oh, You've DJed numerous events uh, this past year. I only know yeah. of a few, but I know there's many more. You DJed um, and helped out with Akron Farm and Flea Market, which you also helped organize with me. Thank you a million times over for all your help with sure. that market. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And you DJed for some uh, recent events at Noto, at the new Noto North Boutique that was really fresh. I went to the one, and it just added so much to the shopping experience. And the it was the art walk, the one I went to. Yeah, yeah, in November. Yep. Yeah. So you've been doing that sort of stuff. Uh, if people want to, like, recruit your talents, because he is, I'm telling you, like, the freshest. Just He's just what you want. He's not going to be, like, annoying on the microphone kind of DJ. He's just going to play really fresh tunes and, like, do whatever you ask him to do, dress like a monkey, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> if people want you to DJ something for them, is that something you do yeah. by request? Yeah, okay. definitely, yeah. And, I mean, I could, I could always, like, DJ in a room by myself with the doors shut and my back facing everyone, too, and just play some jams. He's you not know? even here, ladies and be, gentlemen. It could be experimental DJing. But, no, <laughs> I've always – I love music. Ever since I was a kid, I've had, like, great appreciation for it because um, my dad happens to be, like, one of the whitest people you'd ever meet in your life. But he threw on, like, old school, like, James Brown records for me and, like, soul nice. music and funk and, like, you know, classic rock. So. I see it like as an artist is like another art form, obviously, but I feel like it's like a language that you speak. And I get how certain songs relate to each other. So I play stuff from like the 70s, like pop music now, like indie rock and mix all that together. 
but I just love playing music. It's, it's fun for me. Nice. M- music is a universal language. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. li- literally, like music notation is oh. the same no matter it, what language you speak. Really? Yes, it is. I, I know. I'm I just kidding. Too, <laughs> like, I, 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 me. I think no. another, another thing I really love about music, though, too, is I feel like it, it's you all. You always have like personal experiences with like certain songs. So you'll hear a song, you know, 20 years from now, and it'll remind you of this experience right now, mm-hmm. which is fascinating to me because that, that happened to me earlier today, which was a song that reminded me of when my daughter was first born. I used to listen to this song over and over again because I thought it was a beautiful song, and just when I instantly the imagery comes back in my in my mind. Oh, I, was it the Paul, Sim- Paul Simon father daughter song? No, it wasn't, ever- it wasn't really sappy. It probably oh, it didn't have anything really to fine. do much about it. But it was I get it, not so literal. But did you ever yeah. hear that song? Um, it's, I, it's really sweet. I think it's really I'm sweet. Sure, I have. I'm sure. I have. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Okay, I'm just kidding. You. Yes. you can just look for it online. <laughs> <laughs> but you are also tell everybody else what else you do. So I'm a photographer full-time. You do a bunch of really cool shows with your pieces. Like, you, you translate your photographs onto, in my yeah, case. Yeah, so I do some art shows. Like, um, I'll, I'll do some, like, sh- art shows in, like, Cleveland and Akron where I, yeah, I do multiple things. So I'll, I'll make, like, you know, handmade coasters and wood prints and, like, some art prints and things like that. Um, so I do those around town. I do um, some gallery shows. Uh, yeah, actually, I made a piece for you specifically. Thank you. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Yeah. He brought me a no Aww. parking on Devil Strip uh, wood block <laughs> with, with his photographed image of that sign on it for Christmas. I've been sporting it in the, in the shop. So if anyone comes in and sees it on the counter, there, I'm posing for a photograph. You with can it. keep talking while I'm taking <laughs> yes. pictures. No, I can't, Chris. You think I'm that <laughs> talented, pause. but I'm not. But okay, that, so, that's the thing, though, too, so I just stopped to uh, take that picture with this. But it's so cool. I'm so grateful. And um, you can find some of your stuff around town, like upstairs at Rubber City Clothing, yes, right? Yes, so I have some things at Rubber City Clothing. I have a few things at Revival and Highland Square as well. And You I, make T-shirts. I do t- Yeah, I started learning how, I learned how to screen print at the end of last year. So I do some T-shirts. Um, Throw myself, that in like, the mix. Magnets. <laughs> yeah, just different things. Because I always want like just different outlets to kind of like, you know, showcase my artwork and like things that I do. Because I get bored easily with what I do. And I always feel like as an artist, I never want to feel comfortable. So I'm always changing what I do. So like, you know, 2017, I'm looking forward to things being different and just trying some new things, mm. you know, um, like this, for example. Um, you know, so it's great. Like, I, I love that. I feel like you're always evolving as an artist or, you know, a musician or whatever you are. Um, and it's just all about that experience. And you, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin Smalley just put a, a very... Kevin Richards experience. Kevin Smalley just I put like a Happy it's... New Year hat on with a feather in it, like from the flapper era. He's I looking... Am... It actually looks awesome. Thank you. It looks. It, it matches your hair color. It's it great. I love feathers. <laughs> it brings out your eyes. Oh, Kev. Wow. It really does. Chris yes. Miller. <laughs> yes, Kev. Did you do anything fun for New Year's? I, I went to first night with my daughter. Nice. Um, That's where Kevin Smalley was. Yeah, and I would have. Painting. And I didn't make it by. I think you were done by the time I passed by your your window. <laughs> Unfortunately, my I'm cage. sorry. Yeah, and I was gonna come <laughs> see you, Liz, at, at Nuevo, yeah. but it was, you know, I, I, I was kid-friendly, oh my God, no drinking, fine. and we, we watched the fireworks, you we could, hung mean, out at the Civic, you know. You don't and, have to and, be a drinker to come into Nuevo know, or a beach. right, right. But, no, you're totally fine, dude. It was one of those nights where it was uh, really nice to see people just walking around downtown Akron. It reminded me of what Akron must have been like back in the, what, 40s with the trolley cars and stuff still on the roads, and how people would walk more and people lived downtown and, and there was a hustle and bustle like I imagined every night or at least every weekend evening was like that you know um, with, when the storefronts were all full and things like that so when I was in Nuevo um, what were you doing there? Well we had dinner we we had some friends in from out of town and so we had made reservations at Nuevo for like 8 o'clock um, for New Year's Eve for us all to be there and have dinner and they were going to have live music and the funny thing is the live music ended like half an hour after we got there and then we were going to stay for the champagne toast and we ended up you know by 10 o'clock saying okay we're going to move on like it was funny we went there for certain reasons but we just ended up having a nice time a nice dinner drinking some margaritas we did one nice um, shot of tequila toast you know to the New Year uh, with our server, mind you. There was probably 10 of us, something like that, and, uh, you know, saw some friendly faces. Chris Horn came in from the Devil's Strip, and uh, and we saw some local architects that we know and, and some other fun people. You always see fun people when you do things downtown that yeah. you know, so it's just that great vibe. But mm-hmm. in any case, um, just seeing people walking intersection to intersection 
and having music and having the ice skating going on at lock three and hearing the fireworks go off you know there's that festive atmosphere i wish it was like that in downtown akron every weekend yeah it is, it is i feel exciting. like it, i feel like it could be yeah actually i, I uh, shot for for dap um for not first. that i'm volunteering to organize that or make it happen <laughs> but there, i feel like it could be yeah if, if the if the community pushed for it you know definitely yeah. I, I actually i shot for dap um, a couple years ago first night and that was the first time and the only time i've been there which is kind of weird um, but yeah, it was that same thing where it just it felt so beautiful. And I remember um, being in the Greystone Hall, like upstairs, and they had like these um, dancers that were doing like you know swing dancing and then like a big band. And it was just so nostalgic to that era that it was it was beautiful. I was like, wow, this is the potential of what you know what Akron was and is is becoming. You know what I mean? It was very beautiful. But you saw all these people on the street. Everyone was having such a great time, but just like people everywhere, just enjoying the city and what it has to, to offer. Yeah, and it wasn't just like for one event, you know, it wasn't like a big baseball game or it wasn't because LeBron was talking at Lock 3. It was just like this, like, you know, people doing different things at different corners, peering into an artist working in a window, uh, you know, Sweet Mary's was open. It was just this sort of like nighttime Akron atmosphere. I loved it. So, so right before the fireworks at, at midnight, they had this uh, drum band called Matrix Performing Arts School and it was like a drum line with the bass drums and oh, with nice. the snares and they were fantastic. People were dancing to it. I mean they were wow. they were really, really good. I was I was definitely getting into it. But that was something kinda cool, kinda hyping the crowd up and there was a drone flying overhead and they were selling these little toys that looked like drones that way up into the air, these fluorescent spinny hmm. things that kids were running around with. But yeah, it was neat. And and, and one thing about uh first night along with some of like the lock three concerts in the summer you see the people i normally i normally don't see downtown at events which right. is it's it's a good thing you know it's Very it's good. a it's a lot of people and i'm like wow akron's a lot bigger than i realized because usually our downtown events are like the same 50 people <laughs> at right. everything, you know, not, not, not to knock it, you know, it's no, a very but it's true. motivated small group of people. But yeah, it's nice when we people see People come the, out from the burbs. Yeah, the burbs. The, the big, yeah, right. you know, first we night events and things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Greater Akron, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Greater Akron, there are a lot of people in, you know, throughout the Greater Akron area. And so if they felt like they could come on any given weekend and experience that sort of activity and and that that would be that sort of energy it maybe isn't new year's eve energy every time but nonetheless there's plenty to do plenty to see i feel like people would continuously come back to it like mm -hmm. on a regular basis absolutely yeah oh mm -hmm. i've got family in from out of town this week oh we'll go downtown there's always something going on that yep. sort of thing i want to see that happen and i think it will especially with what they're planning to do with uh the strip on main street by the civic the civic commons right. they call it right yeah I, I totally agree and one another thing i haven't really been walking around main street over the winter uh holiday season but there were some there's some interesting displays the christmas, christmas displays, displays? There, there's one that's this like uh I guess it was where Jesus was born, you know, the Bethlehem. It's called a nativity scene, scene Chris. No, no, this is beyond nativity. This uh -huh. is like the well, the whole um, city of Jerusalem. I mean, ooh. seriously, it was it was it was amazing. I mean, it, it wow. was very intricate and all these. I mean, it was a like uh, tents. That's the set nativity up plus set. Yeah, the nativity plus. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have to pay extra for that. <laughs> and then the creepy Wizard of Oz characters <laughs> in the scene. The gave with me Jesus? nightmares. No, they were next to it. Oh. Yeah. You guys are hilarious. You just did a shot of water. I don't know. I've been wanting to do it. I've been playing with this cap, and I'm like, I want to do. I just felt like pouring water in my cap. Um. Oh, what was I going to say? I don't know how much longer those are going to be up. So uh, I know they have the ice skating at Lock Three still, and the reindeer run through. Right. Uh, I think February twentieth. Right. And those windows displays are so great. And if nobody has seen them who's listening, I do recommend getting downtown to check them out. They're so nostalgic. They're so old school. Like, they're literally vintage, most of them. Like, original displays, the little moving parts and people and um, Christmas scenes. Obviously, there's, like, uh, a nativity scene on crack, like, just... <laughs> Well, on oh, steroids. Yeah, on steroids. <laughs> wrong, wrong drug. Hang on. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. Um, but in any case, like Jesus is all about the roids. It's really the, worth. So. No, it's really worth it seeing. Works out. It's very heartwarming, despite my poor, you know, descriptions of it. Um, and you know who knows all about that is Joanna Wilson. She's like, do you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing her posts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah she knows we all about have it. a local Christmas 
Expert. Like, expert. She's an authority on all things Christmas Mm -hmm. in the pop culture, locally speaking. She wrote another Christmas book this year. Like, it's, I think it's really cool that we have that person in our town. Like, she knows all about a Christmas story. She's written books about it. She knows all about Charlie Brown Christmas, like, on and on. She's a walking Christmas encyclopedia. She is. I think she wrote a Christmas holiday movie encyclopedia. She, yeah, she did. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, are you guys still here? I'm sorry. Artists. Oh, yeah. I'm here. I'm, so, so, I'm kidding. So I'm I don't kidding, know if I'm we kidding. clarified this earlier. This is the mustard seed in Montrose yeah. that's showing your work. That is and, correct. And it's, uh, it's, I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's um, renovated. The, the back area, the... the um, is it all upstairs in the cafe area? Yeah. Like, yeah, the all cafe. upstairs? Yes. Okay. Is that renovated, recently it, renovated? It is. They just remodeled right before the show, I think. Oh, so okay. I think we were the first show that, that's been there since. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was there a couple of weeks ago, and they have, like, new furniture upstairs and stuff now in the cafe area, I noticed. And, and Jessica curates art for both... Uh, mustard seed locations, Highland Square and Montrose. Yes, so she's she's managing both um, spaces for artists, and she's really given some um, excellent exposure, some very talented local artists, and I appreciate that she's taken this project on. They're currently doing a project where you can upload to the mustard seed website a um, uh, photos taken with your phone of landscapes and scenes around Akron. No people, no pets, I think. But but just um, if, if you've got, gotten some nice uh, views of Akron, various places, various neighborhoods, um, it's, op- it's like an open user submitted. So that show will be, I think, coming up in the spring. Um, and your guys' show runs through February... February 20-ish. Yeah, February... Like around mid-February, February 21st. And I think the, the next, the digital photography show is going to be okay. nearly after that. So the, the point is, go see it now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't and, procrastinate. And, and you can buy yeah, the, whole month. You know, the work of these amazing gentlemen. You know, you can, they're, they're for sale, right? Are all the pieces for sale? Yes, yeah, yep. so you could have a smally original experience. That's the experience, <laughs> having it in your living room. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wait, I want you to tell everybody, Kevin Richards, what your show is going to be called when you are at... The mustard seed on March 18th. Oh, DJing. I just, I, this isn't like confirmed, but I just found out I got asked to DJ on March 18th, which awesome. you, you informed me earlier before we went on air um, that that's the day after St. Patrick's Day, which I should have known that, right? So I think it's going to be called Green Eggs and Jams. Just throwing it out there. So, <laughs> yes! uh, yeah, so cool. it's supposed to be 8.30 to 11.30 that night, but we'll see what happens. So. I'm going to steal that name. I love it. Green it, Eggs and Jam. Green Eggs and Jam. Dude, and I should like hang out next to your DJ booth and like draw Dr. Seuss characters. But yes, only Kev, in, like, in, in a large acrylic vitrine or glass <laughs> coffin type thing. We've, I think we've just kind of a like... A vitrine. <laughs> vitrine. A vitrine filled with paints. Wow, I like it. So, yeah, so, so Kev will be painting. You're like an actor now who's been typecast. That is your only way to perform and work in public. I'll be spinning some records and Kev will be getting his doodle on. With no pants. <laughs> With no pants. So doodle, pun intended. Highly recommended. All right, Fun so that's March 18th, and that is at which location? The Highland Square location. Okay, okay, okay. Not to be confused with the Montrose location, which our current show is showing at until the end of right. the month. Right. You know what? I bet the Mustard Seed website kind of helps let you know these things. I'm guessing. Yes, I yes. shouldn't assume, but they seem like they have it together. So They do a good job. And, and I wanted to throw something very random out. Kevin Smalley, I noticed that you are a fan of Calvin and Hobbes. Yes. <laughs> I am as well. well one of my favorite <laughs> cartoonists. Comics, whatever. Growing up, I, I read Bill I read Watterson, those. baby, he's amazing. Yeah, and you know he lives in Ohio still. Oh yes, and and he's a recluse. Oh yeah, and he, I hear he paints paintings and destroys them as soon as he paints them. Wow, <laughs> road trip. You never know. That's yeah. awesome. I don't know if that's true. There's a lot of folklore around him because he just doesn't do any press <laughs> interviews. That's like the anti ego of the artist. Yeah, I paint and, the, and then there I was a documentary it. about him recently. I, I love yeah. that. Though. I love that. I think it's fascinating because I, I think for me as, as an artist, I mean, not an illustrator like you, but, mm-hmm. but I love the idea of like, for me when I do work, I just feel like work gets channeled through me and then I just kind of like put it out there. And I don't, I'm, I'd rather like hide, you know, than get this acknowledgement or whatever. Mm. Um, so I think it's fascinating to me that, that he, tends, or he, he chooses to do that. I do yeah, too. there's actually only like one Google image of Bill Watterson. If you Google it, it's like him at his uh, drawing table, like smiling. But you won't find any other pictures. He's wow. really good at staying under wraps. He's like Daft Punk. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, I love Calvin and Hobbes. Like I've I've read Calvin and Hobbes since I was in like grade school, and I still read it today. I'm um, actually in my uh, in my window display. Uh, I had a picture of Calvin and Hobbes. I turned in, into an abstraction, and I just wanted to put it out there as kind of like, oh, like you know, this is one of my big inspirations. But uh, yeah, I love I love the philosophy. I love the. Um, the jokes. I love the slapstick. I love the imagination of Calvin and Hobbes. And I would say, like, actually, that and other illustrated books are probably my one of my biggest inspiration. Like, even though I do fine art and I do digital art and I do other I do other mediums, like my biggest intake for me, like, if I go and read or if I go and look for inspiration, it's usually always in illustrated books and Calvin and Hobbes, like. It's funny, I'm not a big fan of comics, like, I don't get into all the Marvel and all that stuff, it just isn't my game, but, like, I love Calvin and Hobbes, like, there's just something very special about it. It's very existential, I mean, the, the, the writing of it is, is on a different level than any other comics I've known of, you know. Yeah. It's... So. And then the and then the play on the names is cool too. Like just the whole sure. the whole setup. That's always right, beautiful. Right. Like kid and his tiger, and like they're both Calvin and Hobbes, like philosophers, you know. So and I mean it's basically a philosophy comic. Did you guys happen to see the neon art in the window across the street on Market Street in that empty space that corners Market and High across from the art museum? Yes. Do you know if I want to say I'm almost 100% that that came from the Kent State Art Department students and because um, I saw it on display the, the, there the first. The curated, it's called the curated storefront, and I think they have different artists. Well, doing, right. So like Courtney uh, yeah, Cable right. and who um, uh, the gentleman that funded the uh, garden at the museum. Well, in any case, Rogers, Rogers Mr. Yeah, Rogers, yeah, yeah, Bud Mr. Rogers. Rogers I, <laughs> I said that. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, so they're putting this really cool project together, and there's been like different art shows popping up in empty storefronts around town. So that's really cool that they're doing that. And this one is very effective because it's so highly visible. It's all neon light in their words. And what they did was they took. Um, the, the word ego, for instance, in red, E-G-O, capital E-G-O, and it looks just like the ego logo for like, you know, so it's like a pop culture reference. But I saw all those pieces on display at Kent State University before they were there, so I think that they're like Kent State students. Where did you nice. go to school? Are you local? I know Kevin and I were saying we went to, the, to Akron. Yeah. Kent State has a really beautiful go redone. Yeah. Huh? Go Zips. <laughs> Where did you study, or oh. or did you? Um, I did study. I've never graduated. I um, upon good for you because I, I don't think you need to. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I uh, after after going life. to college, I can only say I don't think you need to. No. Yeah. Well, you know, it's great, but you know. <laughs> exactly. Ouch. You know, I've it's, I've always I've always had a rough time as a student, especially in the art programs. But um, because I would always get so focused on one project. And then I'd have eight other projects to do, and I'd get mad because I'd have to sacrifice quality just to get a grade, and that just always disappointed me. I'm like, what are we trying to do here? Am I like an art monkey, or am I actually trying to make quality art? Nice. But um, I, I, I studied at the Columbus College Art and Design um, for two years. I did my foundation studies there for mm -hmm. the first year, and then my second year I did, um, I really wanted to learn animation. And so they still, I think they still have their 2D art animation program. So I was, my focus was 2D animation, photography, and um, illustration. And then after the, uh, attending um, school there, I, I, I went to University of Akron at Meyer School of Art for a couple semesters. I would go for a semester and be like, okay, like, that's enough. You know, I, I just always had a hard time, like, like I said before, like, I just... I'm a very like one thing at one time kind of a person, especially when it comes to art. Like, yeah, I don't know. And it's hard when you're an artist having the focus to juggle classes and a job and still be creative. I thought that was a very, they're almost two different worlds to me. You know, like if if I'm yeah. in a creative mind, I'm not in a business and social mind. Mm -hmm. And and so it was always this really hard thing. Like I had to kind of choose one or or the other. But, um, what year were you there or? Oh, uh, well, I went to... When, uh, when approximately were you at Myers? Because when I was there, the one thing I will say, mm -hmm. holy amazing staff. Like, oh, I, I yeah. was there during a time at, that I feel very lucky to have been there because the staff was incredible. And a lot of those 
people aren't there anymore, so I hope it's just as quality, but... I agree. Yeah. No, I was there um, after... I went to a CCAD from 06 to 08. Okay. And then I was there um, on and off from, like, 2008 to, like, 2009 uh, like and 10. Okay. But, like, I, like... Uh, I agree. Like, Meyer School of Arts staff is wonderful, and I kind of, like... Another thing that always made it kind of difficult for me at school, too, was just I wanted to learn so many things. Like, I wanted to do graphic design. I wanted to do fine art. I, wanted I was the to... same way, man. Yeah, exactly. it's hard. You and, know? But I feel, I feel like even for me, there was like, even like screen printing, I always wanted to learn to screen print. But mm -hmm. to, to learn or to take that class at, you know, at university, you had to take like three or four other prereqs there were prerequisites. things that I did not want to take. I was not You had to take in. like two dimensional, what he's referring to is you had to take like a drawing class and then you had to take like two dimensional design and work mm -hmm. your way up to what they consider to be where you're, okay, now you're ready. You have that eye developed and you have those design theories where we feel you can now be trusted to scream. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know. No, just throw me in. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. But Put me in, coach. You can Here's just learn to screen print, which is cool. But but I see, I know why they do that too. Because then you have a developed sense of design is what they're going for. True. So that they feel like they can bring you in at a, at a certain level. That's but, true. But to your point, when you're trying to develop though too, I even felt like sometimes when I would even be in, in uh, photography classes, like I loved photography so much before I started college that by the time I, I was taking classes, I could have taught better than my professors just because I had read every book I could read. I had, you know, experimented and have done anything that I could do, you know, and I felt like I was trying to look for other things, you know, and, and kind of get my feet wet otherwise. You know? I, I like that notion, Kev, because, like, for me, like, I think one thing that universities could do and may, it may be a good thing to think about is, like, or in any educational program, is, like, every student is different. You know, one person can go into a class and after that class, they're like set, like because they bring their own talent and then they create the work. But like sometimes it's hard, like and I think even more harder for artists is just even though it's art school, it's still a structured environment, you know, and yeah, that could be overwhelming. And I always found I like created my best work, you know, when I was. I would learn a little bit from a class and then I'd just go home and start doing stuff with it instead of sticking to the project, you know, and following the syllabus, you know. Yeah. Right. But uh, no, I, but school is wonderful. I, I, I learned so much from CCAD and um, the University of Akron. And like you said, they have great teachers. One of my favorites of all time uh, uh, was Mark Sopelin. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was always so inspiring. And he's retired now. He is, yeah. yeah. He's, oh man, the... The community at Myers is really missing someone special. Oh yeah, not having Mark there because oh, and so many others. Um, uh, there, I mean, just there were art history professors that left after I, I left. That I'm, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm so glad I went when I did. Kevin Concannon and Laura Gelfand, and mm -hmm. Rod Bangston. I had for museology, and I, I mean, just on and on. Um, Donna Webb was in charge of the pottery department and, and ceramics, and um, she was worshipped by her students because she was so cool um, and, and good at what she did. So I just do, I f felt like it was just this fortunate, fortunate situation for Akron and for the students that were there when that, like, just plethora of, of huge, hugely talented and really, really approachable professors were there. I mean, they were special people, yeah. unreal. And, th and there was, they just went on and on. And I was yeah. like, wow. Right, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I, Penny, I Penny feel Raycoff. kind of out of. Penny was I, amazing. I feel left yeah. out here because I, <laughs> I was an English <laughs> communications major. Oh, but, I'm sorry, but I, my, where, did you go to, where did you go to school? At University of Akron. You did? I went to okay. Kent State so as can, a theater major, and then I went the to campus. University of Akron. No, street no, no. What, what, what I was gonna say? <laughs> yes, street treats. Altieri's Pizza. No, what, what I was gonna say? Thursdays is um. <laughs> I, I have experience with the art school for over the past three or four years of doing stories for the Akronists about uh, a lot of the you know, gallery openings and visiting artists. And, and I never realized how good of an art program was here in Akron. And, yeah. And yeah. just took it for granted. And then I've, I've, as I've met some of the current faculty and curators and some of the artists and, and even some of the student projects, um, wow, it, it's 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 uh, it's impressive. So yeah, and it, it was one of those things where I knew that even when I went there, I was very aware of it. Not only how like cool those people were and how um, great they were, they were worldly, well traveled. They had PhDs. They were um, great to learn from and work with. I mean, they literally worked with you. You know what I mean? It was very one on one. Whenever you wanted it to be, it was great. Yeah. But also that it was such a weirdly well kept secret. 
we were in our own little world. The rest of the campus could have cared less, right. and we could have cared less about them. I love that though, because I, 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 I always felt so comfortable there. I'm like, this yeah. feels like right to me. Yeah, and it was like our like own a, little separate school. Yeah, then I go to like it a marketing is. class or something, and I'm like, I feel weird being here. <laughs> like it just, it just did not feel right. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Meyer School of Art's a very special place. I'm glad Akron has it. Yeah. You guys, I feel school. like we should all like go there after this and pay homage, walk through the halls. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay that you didn't go there. You can still, like you said, you have connections, you have yeah, experiences yeah, maybe, there. Uh, maybe I'll enroll. I did go to the <laughs> attend. I did go. To, you know they have senior classes where you can go for free if oh, you're a senior. Oh, give it a couple snap. years, wow. Chris. Oh, wow. No, 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 no. I'm kidding, but I'm not. Like Jason's parents just did that at Kent. Even worse. I'm just I saw that, and yes, when I reach that age, if I if I'm lucky enough to live that long, especially if you're an alum, I will probably go to classes and just you know heckle the teachers. I would totally do that. I miss learning. They're going to be like, you're expelled. I'm like, I, I wasn't even getting credit anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> do I'm all the kidding. things you wanted to do as a student right. that you couldn't just be bad. Just be, I'll be a rebellious senior citizen. Well, I, I went to it. the holiday. Um, they had a holiday staff and student art show in the gallery, and I got a couple gifts there. I think they that, had. I think they had that. They've had that for a while, right? They usually do it every year. Yeah, yeah for the, sure. The student Christmas show. Yeah, or, I went I to it this year, but that was. It's the first. Time. I just went a few weeks ago before the holiday, and uh, it's the first time I had been back in there in a long, long time. Um, I was overdue, and since Arnie is the gallery director now, I wanted to catch him, but I missed him. He wasn't there. Aww. I know. Uh, Arnie's a good guy. For sure. So so as we uh, wrap up our hour, um, I want to definitely give you guys a chance to let people know where they can find your work. Uh, so Kevin Smalley, where, where can people find out more about you and anything upcoming you'd like to promote or highlight? Um, well, if people want to know more about me, uh, my website is simply my name, kevinsmalley.com. Is that E-Y or just Y? Yes, small, S-M-A-L-L-E-Y, mm-hmm. kevinsmalley.com. On there I have, I, I always like, I always like filling my portfolio up there. So you see like more serious pieces, but also you see lots of doodles and also I put up doodles. Um, like newspaper, like clippings. clippings. <laughs> well, not clippings. I don't like scan wow. them, but like um but no, uh, as of right now my work is just available at the to view at the Mustard Seed Market and for sale. And for sale at the Montrose and that is till February 21st. And as of actually as of right now I have no uh big plans um for 2017. Um I've been working on a children's picture book for a couple years now writing it and um I think I'm going to take the time now to illustrate it. And nice. It, you know, that, that takes some time and a lot of energy. That's not a five-minute doodle. No, yeah, it's a, it's a whole <laughs> different realm for me. But I, I do try to use that inspiration sometimes to just kind of sketch it real quick and be like, listen, this is going to be the picture. Because I think with a book, you kind of can fall into this rut of overthinking the image. Like, oh, does this best describe the words? But... But yeah, so I'll be working on that. And um, did maybe, you write the book as well? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's actually I don't want to give away too much, um, but it's a uh, it's uh, based on a character who lives in the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. Ah! And uh, I've been researching the different plants and trees and wildlife in the area, and my illustrations, the backdrops of them are recognizable. Well, at least for people who go to the valley a lot recognizable um, spots that you would go to, like... The gorge. The (laughs) gorge. I don't know. The nature realm. uh, The nature realm. What you got, Chris? What you got? Everett Road Covered Bridge. Blue Hen Falls. Um, Akron. uh, Virginia Kendall Ledges. The towpath. The towpath. Yeah, and I've been constructing this story for a while now, and I really... I've just been really inspired to create a character and a story that lives in Ohio. And because as that's kind of probably maybe an inspiration from Calvin and Hobbes. You know, they're actually based in an Ohio landscape. If you look at the trees and other things, it's very um, reminiscent of the, the Midwest. So I, uh, that, that's what I'll be working on. Awesome. And, and Mr. Richards, how about you? Where, where can people find out more about you? Um, well, for me, I, I do a lot on social media, like through Instagram. So Instagram, it's just Studio KMR Photography. And that's, that's actually my website as well, on which I have my portfolio out there. And um, I'm, I'll be continuing to do art shows throughout the this season, throughout the summertime. Um, I'm working on a gallery show. Um, I have a project together that I'm basically kind of searching for a gallery that I think is the right fit for what I'm working on. Um, 
So that'll be coming sometime next year too. And then March 18th, I'll be DJing at the Mustard Seed in Highland Square. Woo! So, <laughs> That's um, gonna be fun. Yeah, it'll be a good time. You awesome. can have a 48 hour St. Patrick's Day celebration is what he's saying. Just don't don't <laughs> stop drinking. Don't, no, <laughs> need, no don't need. stop drinking. Nope. Yeah, d- definitely go out and check that check out the show at the Mustard Seed Montrose. I mean, it's you know you can go there during regular hours when you're going to have something to eat or going to the grocery store, and it's free. I mean, you, you get a chance to see some excellent artwork, and and yeah, it's a it's a great. I, I think it's a great thing that they've been doing this, and I think it's relatively new for the this company, but. I, I, th- I think it's a really good idea. Totally, and I don't even care if the holidays are over, everybody. Like, it is so important to support our local artists whenever you can. If you have um, a birthday coming up for somebody and you want to get them something something special or you have a space on your wall that you want to fill with something interesting and local and something that speaks to you, by all means, go to things like this where you get something special. Don't just count on, you know, the target aisle with the framed nonsense that is manufactured in another country. Like, this is local. You're supporting a local artist, and most likely it's going to be one of a kind. No one else will have it, the piece that you specifically buy. Um, that's the way to live your life. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Buy local art, change the world. Done. Yes. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk events. Um, you guys kind of talked about what you've got coming up. Uh, we always talk about. Um, some other fun things going on around town in Akron. Is there anything that you didn't get in that you want to mention? Any, any promos of any kind? Did we cover it? We're good? Yeah, I think we're good. All right, Chris, we're you want to go? Smalley.com. <laughs> Smalley experience. Um, <laughs> the, Smalley I, do- the Smalley doodle. I, I don't have a whole lot to, of stuff here. Um, actually, the... Uh, doodly do. <laughs> Next next, uh, Thursday is the last look at Intersections at the Art Museum, which is a really just crazy exhibit. I mean, it's, you know, have you guys checked that it's out It's otherworldly. It is. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't get it. That modern art is so strange. <laughs> it, Just kidding. It's, it's really uh, good. It's probably one of my it's favorites really that, have, that have, have been there. And this is going to be an actual guided tour. Um, and it's free. It's on, you know, during the, the Thursdays, which, which they're free. Uh, 13th annual Fresh Juried Art Exhibit on, um, on January 13th, Friday the 13th, as we were talking about earlier, is at Summit, Summit Art Space. And that Fresh Art Show is the, you know, they, they do that every year. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Oh, there's actually a, a permaculture class uh, that is starting this week. On the seventh, um, with uh, Sal- uh, Salisbury Schweier, uh, which th- they do a lot of permaculture uh, design work in, in landscapes and things. And mm. permaculture is basically using what natural resources we have in, in, in any given area, and actually uh, using nature as part of the design rather than destroying nature to make the design. So this is actually a certification course. And if you look up permaculture on, on uh, Facebook, it's, it's, there's a Facebook event for it. It's a 12-part class. Um, and let's see. I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. I don't see a lot you of events here. You just taught me something. My, I didn't know what permaculture yeah, was. Yeah, permaculture is it's, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting study, and more people in Akron are using it and This show and is so educational. I love you. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to meet the people who do the show. Oh. <laughs> They're um, great. On, on January on January fourteenth, uh, which is a Saturday, ten a.m. to two p.m. at the main library, there's a, an event. It's a human trafficking awareness event and. And basically, um, I know we we kind of joke around a lot on the show, but this is this is a topic that's very serious no, because it it happens in Ohio. It happens in Akron. You think that it's like sex slaves and, oh and my human God, trafficking is something in third world countries, but it it is very real and. And so this is a uh, People are think, disgusting. What is wrong with people? And you know what? Yeah, you know are. what's made it even worse is unfortunately that beautiful tool we have known as the internet. It's just inflated right. this disgusting need for people to do disgusting things and, and to go to the extents of criminal activity and I mean I've seen just documentaries and things and it's beyond disturbing. It, it definitely enables that behavior, absolutely. So what what you got, Liz? <laughs> on that note. On that very <laughs> happy. Bring, <laughs> bring some sunshine. Bring I th- it back. I thought bring I would promote Liz. that event because it's, it's something that will be a good it's so event disturbing. for the community. It's so disturbing. Obviously disturbing, but 
it really turns my stomach, and um, I hate any form of cruelty. It's just unacceptable. Okay, so... Unless it's making fun of my old age <laughs> on the podcast. Anyways. Chris, I went down the road. Okay, so... <laughs> couple things coming up here in the historic <laughs> district neighborhood. We have um, actually just about done and ready. I'm, I'm uh, assuming it's done and ready. It's upstairs from where we're at right now in the uncorked gallery, um, uncorked wine bar gallery, also known as the 22 High Street Gallery uh, art show. And it's a really cool annual mural show that they do now. So there's different artists doing, I believe, six different murals on the actual walls of the gallery up there. And they're there for just the duration of their uh, time to be shown, their exhibit time, and then they'll actually paint over those walls. So it's kind of a beautiful thing, a fleeting thing, and kind of a sad thing because I don't know, it will be gone. But they did this last year, and it's very cool. So go see that. Have a glass of wine. Um, the nightlight Cinema, of course, is just a couple doors down from that, so you can make a night of it. And uh, they are showing, let's see, um, two movies this week. I had them up. One is an animated film, and the other one is, let me bring it up here, a regular feature. So the first one, the animated film, is called Ocean Waves, and the second movie they're showing, both of these are through January 5th, by the way, just a few more days, is Manchester of the Sea, I believe. So anything I think it's called Manchester by the Sea. Chris, yeah, details, okay? <laughs> cares? I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. You know what it was? I had it on the computer, and the, those words were so tiny. Yeah. Without blowing them up or clicking on it, I couldn't see them, so thank you. Manchester by the Sea. The preposition doesn't matter. It's still a good <laughs> It's just... Man, it's about Manchester. Yeah. Manchester. Let's just go with that. You can always, um, obviously, look at the previews online at the Nightlights website. But anything you see there is typically going to be um, quality, and it's such a great place to support. And I think it's really cool sometimes to go in not knowing what you're going to see when it comes to independent films. Um, sometimes you want to know in advance. Sometimes you kind of want to just know a little. And sometimes it's like, let's just go and see what we see. Um, it's all part of art and film. We also have... Um, the High Street Hop House opening soon. If yes. nobody knew, there's going to be a new uh, a hop house, a little brew pub right next to the uncorked um, wine bar. And I've seen the interior as, as they've been getting it ready, and it is absolutely beautiful. So look forward to that also on High Street. Um, coming up at the John S. Knight Center on Sunday, January 8th, Today's Bride Wedding Show, that's a big one, is going to be uh, $15 to get in. Again, it's on a Sunday. January 8th, and at the University of Akron, uh, there's going to be, um, excuse me, the University of Akron Steel Drum Band is going to be at the Civic on Sunday, January 29th. I love steel drum bands. Me too. This is the university, our own U of A's steel drum band. Thanks for just agreeing with that for the sake of agreeing. Much better than aluminum drum bands. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see, we've got all kinds of other fun things. Uh, the second Saturday gallery talk at the Akron Art Museum is January 14th. Um, they have a curator actually walking you and talking you through, which is very cool because those people know what they're talking about and you can learn a lot. The downtown Barley House on Main Street has NFL Sunday brunches, if you didn't know, and that goes from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Sundays. Um, ice skating and reindeer run at Lock 3, like we said, goes through February 20th. And lastly, Hotel California, a salute to the Eagles, will also be at the Civic this month. That's January 14th. So check out all the websites for all our local venues, local retail shops and restaurants. Follow them on social media. They'll tell you what they're doing that's special around town. And make sure you support your favorite city as well as local artists like Kevin Smalley. Thank you so much, Kevin. And I thank Kevin Richards, but he had to jet. <laughs> yeah, he had a family commitments. But yeah, thank you so much for being on. Um, we do appreciate it. And definitely check these guys' uh, exhibit out at Montrose Mustard Seed. 